And welcome into the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Macasil here with Chip Murphy, Danny Small. And guys, you know, it's becoming closer and closer to the point to the trade deadline. Of course, at this time of year now, we're seeing a lot of trade rumors. You know, guys that supposedly are on the Knicks radar to try to bring in. We'll talk about some of those guys. And of course, some of the guys that are on the roster right now from the Knicks that could be on their way out. Uh, there's just a lot of different discussions going on. You know, for example, something that we'll touch on here you know, today is what do we do with Morris? Is Morris a guy that we should hang on to, or is that a guy that we should trade and get some assets? You know, He's a guy that's playing well, and a lot of championship-contending teams would certainly be interested in him. Uh, I see that topic debated a lot through a lot of fans, um, and you know, both sides trying to make some points about, you know, we should hold on to them or no, we should trade them. We'll kind of share our thoughts on that, uh, you know, throughout the show. Uh, but, you know, just I guess we can kind of start off here with some of the, the latest rumors, you know, of who you guys have been hearing uh, that have potentially been trade targets for the Knicks. Uh, one of the latest guys that I've seen in the headlines is Malik Monk of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, you know, Danny, is there anybody else that you, you have – seen and that you feel might be an actual realistic trade partner or bringing another piece in for the next year well i think i just i'll, I'll start with monk because i feel like he's a um you know i think that ian begley was the first to report or he might i think he might be the only one to report it so far but just that you know they're kind of interested in monk which is funny to me just because you know, they acquired Dennis Smith Jr. It's like now they're going to go for Monk. They're just getting all the guys that they passed on for Frank. Um, but to me, Monk, I mean, who knows? He could come here, you know, have a resurgence that things like that happen. But in terms of like these reclamation projects, the Knicks haven't had much success there. Uh, you know, they guess going back, I guess I kind of consider Doug McDermott one of them. But you have McDermott, Moody, a Burke, um, Hazonia, there's, you know, I guess technically now Von Smith. Von Lai, mm-hmm. yep, that's the one I was forgetting. So, the, you know, there's all these, like, high draft picks that haven't worked out in their first stop. That's been, you know, kind of like a, uh, a, a favorite of this front office, Steve Mills and Scott Perry, but it hasn't worked out yet. And that's not to put, like, a ton of blame on the Knicks because, you know, there's a reason why it didn't work out in the first place. You know, you can't put all the blame on the Knicks. Clearly there's something with the player at that point. Um, but just like Monk to me seems realistic because the Knicks have the Hornets to like second round picks. They got Dennis Smith Jr. who we'll get to more in depth later, but he seems like a guy who's kind of halfway out the door. Um, you know, I could see them making a deal there. You know, the, the Hornets trying to make something, you know, make something out of nothing. They, if they feel like they've, you know, kind of got all they can out of Monk. Um, so I could see something happening there. And otherwise, in terms of like an actual player, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anyone I can think of off the top of my head who I'd be like, oh, the Knicks should really go after them. I'm thinking more, I'm thinking more in terms of like picking up some draft assets and you know, like capital for the future. Um, 
<clears throat> you know, things of that nature. Maybe, you know, clear some space so you can you can have, you know, Wooten play in a few more, like some actually playing minutes, like with the NBA squad. Things like of that nature is kind of like where my head's at going towards a trade deadline. So, in translation, tank. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, not necessarily tank, but, like, because I don't think they, like, need to... I, Actually, I, I've been like the the past few days, like separating like who I think they should trade, who they should you know listen to and like keep, and like I don't think they should trade everyone, but you know there's certain guys who I feel like you know you can get decent value for them right now. You're gonna want to move on, you know Morris just being one of them, um, but then also just you know trading a couple guys just to free up a few more minutes for young guys couldn't hurt either. You know, and Chip wanted to ask you, of course, Monk is the one of the players. That I've really seen reported. Of course, you go anywhere, you, you see people kind of making up their own rumors. Really, any player that has been mentioned to possibly uh, be moved from their team, you know, everybody seems to eventually get a show. I've seen one where Eric Bledsoe was being mentioned, um, you know, and that's not from a credible source. But I'm just saying, you always see crazy rumors and all this stuff uh, at this time of year. But you know, Monk seems to be the one that we do have a credible source kind of talking. Uh, about a potential trade towards the New York Knicks. Uh, what are your thoughts behind that? What are your thoughts behind Monk? Is that is that some guy that could fit in New York, or is it just typically what we have seen over the years? Yeah, Eric Bledsoe sounds like a Facebook rumor to me. Oh, I, don't, yeah, no, <laughs> I haven't heard that. You see these, these discussions. Like, I'm telling <laughs> you, yeah, I get entertainment for days on this because it's just – Yeah. But, you know, is Monk a guy, though, that, that could be a potential – fit for the Knicks, you know, another young guy uh, that's kind of hasn't really excelled in Charlotte, you know, is is coming to New York maybe a, a change in scenery for him that can get him going. Monk sounds like he'd fit in perfectly with the Knicks. I mean, he's supposed to be a shooter and he can't shoot. Right. So he's, he's going <laughs> to fit in perfectly in New York. <laughs> um, he's a career 32% shooter. Uh, he's shooting 25% from three right now. I think it should tell you all you need to know about Malik Monk, that the Hornets shoot a lot of threes. They're eighth in the league in three-point attempt rate, top 10 in three-point attempts, and they're trading Malik Monk. Right. <laughs> they don't want him. So, I mean, they they want to move on from the guy. And they're by the way, they need offense, too. They're 23rd in offensive rating. So – they don't have confidence that this guy I, – I know he's – well, he's just about – he's 21 now. He's just about to turn 22 on February 4th. I know he's still young, and that's the argument to trade for him. But, but I just – based on – I watch a lot of Charlotte Hornets games this year, and the offense runs through Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier. He's the odd man out. And Devontae Graham is a stud. Uh, Terry Rozier, not a stud, but he's a significantly better player than Malik Monk. Right. Uh, I just don't see that sort of uh, three-point shot that we were promised from Malik Monk when he came into the league. Uh, he's about to turn 22. This is his third year in the league, and by his third year in the league, his three-point percentage shouldn't be going down. I mean, he was... A rookie, he was 34%, sophomore 33, and now 25. That's not good. And maybe the most concerning is he's 78 from the 
free throw line, he was 88 last year, 84 as a rookie. I mean, his, which kind of tells me his confidence is shot a little bit. I I don't know. I I understand why they'd want to take a shot on him, but I wouldn't give up an asset for him. If they want to flip DSJ for him, he's maybe the worst player in the NBA right now. Danny can tell you more on that because he's around the team more. (laughs) But if they want, so if they want to do that, then whatever you're trading DSJ anyway, but I certainly wouldn't give up a real asset for him. Like a, like a first or second round pick unprotected. Right. You know, and another thing that comes in, a lot of people will say about Monk, you know, where's the minutes going to come from? You know, they have other guys, other forwards, other guards, you know, Damian Dotson is somebody that has been extremely inconsistent himself, but I think a lot of fans like what Dotson, his potential, you know, he can do some things that you like, you know, defend a little bit, even though, it seems like nobody on this Nick team can defend. Just uh, as I mentioned the other, I mean Rondo was freaking hitting three pointers. That's how you know right now that we can't we can't guard the perimeter at all when you got guys like Rondo hitting three pointers easily. Um, but you know Dotson's a guy that can provide some shooting himself. Problem with him though is again you never know what you're going to get. I mean one night he, he's fine, he puts up 15, 16 points, you know, looks smooth. The next night can't buy a bucket. Uh, so there's a lot of inconsistency there, but there's a lot of people that seem to like Dotson. Is that going to cut into his minutes type things here? You know, I agree with you, Chip, on this. Is why not take a chance on him if we're not giving up assets here? If we're not giving up anything that could could hurt us, you know, it doesn't make sense to give up draft picks. Like Danny, you were saying right there, we're not in position to give away draft picks. It doesn't make sense. You know, I, I seen where Bagley was talking about, uh, you know, the Knicks are have received calls and they're not willing to give up a whole lot of their young players. They're not giving up a lot of their picks, which why would we, we, we need those picks. We need as many picks as we can possibly freaking get. You know, we can't send that out. And that makes absolutely no sense. Even though Monk, I believe was a lottery pick a couple of years ago or just right around in there, um, you know, could be a guy that you would say was a lottery pick. You might give up a second round for as he's struggling. I just don't think it's worth it. I think the main main thing that makes sense there, if we could dump off Dennis Smith Jr. to them, if they would take that and work out that kind of deal, then why not? You got two guys that are really struggling in the current team they're at. See if change of scenery works for them. You know, send think, Dennis Smith Jr. You know, it just that that could make sense to me. An asset. I think, I think the problem yeah. the problem there though is just that you know you have Graham and Rozier. Yeah, they don't want know, a point guard. It's, yeah, it, oh, yeah. like. Dennis Smith Jr. has shown he doesn't, you know, he's not completely comfortable, or at least he hasn't really played a ton off ball. I think that's kind of what, you know, what led to him wanting out of Dallas in the first place was he didn't want to play off ball with Luca there, which you, you know, know who they. Oh, sorry, Danny. I, I was just gonna say how ridiculous, you know, not wanting to play oh. off ball because of Luca is just wild. But I was just gonna say, you know, who they'd love is Dotson. They'd love Dotson. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, under no circumstances should we trade Dotson for yeah, Monk. I don't know. I'm just I don't saying know they'd they, love Dotson. They even do right. that. Yeah. I know, I know Monk is like a little younger with a little more upside, but, you know, I, I don't think right now is, is the time to trade Dotson. Um, yeah. You know, like the last couple, I know, you know, he has been inconsistent, kind of like in and out of the rotation at points this season. But I think, yeah. you know, his recent stretch, you know, is showing like, Give him a consistent bench role. Just let you know, let him play like twenty-ish minutes. You know, 
like last night, play, play him 25, 27 minutes when he's playing well. You know, I think that's like a perfect role for him. And, he, you know, he, he shoots the ball well enough. He <clears throat> He's not a great defender, but I know um, Macri has been – been on this one and a lot of people have it's just he's one of the people i'm seeing it that like the combination of him and frank i know frank is really struggling lately but the combination of them works so well because dotson can actually make an outside shot and frank can defend the ball while dotson you know dotson's an okay defender he's not terrible but i think he needs somebody you know like frank not like dennis smith jr he needs like a guy who can kind of pick up the slack on defense as opposed to you know dennis smith jr who has never really shown much on the defensive side. Right. Am I overreacting to Frank <clears throat> struggling around the trade deadline? I, I'm not sure. It's just not a good thing, is it? I'm no. not sure. I, I don't like. Uh, it's obviously so, like I I see why you would make the connection there, but I, like I I I can't say he actually he didn't talk to the media at practice today. He promised. Um, He's going to talk before the game tomorrow. So, um, you know, I'm sure somebody will ask him something along those lines, and I'm sure he's going to say no. You know, it's not affecting him because, you know, why would he say, you know, oh, yeah, I'm I'm worried about the trade deadline. But I definitely see why you would make that connection. It, it You know, the timing of it and everything makes sense. No, I don't think it's affecting him. I th- I'm worried that his uh, if he keeps playing like this, he could end up getting traded. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was looking at it. I was thinking of it more from yeah, like a, okay. a psyche, a psyche yeah. standpoint. That's what I but, thought too. But I could see that too. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good point as well. But the, on the flip side, and I'm not saying which is right or wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Are these like this like shooting slump? Will that like lower his stock to the point where the Knicks won't want to, you know? trade him for you know a mid-second round or something you know will it lower his stock to the point where they can't feel like they can trade him really does do, if do, they do, flip do, him for malik monk it'll be fucking war online <laughs> it'll be war i think there's a there's a there's a very vocal vocal segment of the uh the fan base that would be very upset about that one yeah but the thing is i don't i i really don't think the knicks at this point even as bad as he struggled would even consider trading him because they're just hoping that he'll work out that I, I really do. I, I think at this point, they're just hoping that they don't strike out again. And it just continues to, you know, he had a little, little momentum going at the beginning of the season when he first got it, some playing time, right? You know, we were talking about it for about a month straight, maybe a little less, but he was playing really good with, with the players were out really stepping up. And then it's been a decline from there. You know, you, you kind of hope that he can recapture it. But it's just one of those things where you can kind of see it right now. It's just whatever the guy is trying to do, especially, you know, really offensively, it's not, nothing's working. And, and yeah, you know, you can keep hearing it is he's taking good shots because he is. He's getting himself good looks. They're just not dropping right now. It's just nothing that he's putting up is going in. Uh, it's just one of those things. I don't know if they really could at this point looking to trade him because they're hoping that it works. Because if you trade him, you're basically admitting failure. And I, I think just to piggyback off your point, I think it they're actually doing a good good job. Like I know a lot of people are upset when he plays you know, you know 15 minutes a night and Peyton's playing 30 or whatever, but I think they're actually doing a decent job at you know developing him or better than they have in a while because he's at least he's playing consistent minutes, you know, on that second unit. They're not you know 
pulling him out. I know they did against the Lakers, but that I think that a little bit of that too was just to get Dennis Smith Jr.'s legs under him. But you know, they're giving him consistent minutes. They're letting him play through mistakes. Um, you know, he's had some peaks and valleys for sure. But uh, you know, I think I think overall so far this season, I'd say is like a little bit of a step forward for Frank. Um, he's got Olympics this summer, so if they're thinking about you know trading him with his trade value, I think maybe they they might have hesitated to pull the trigger you know this last summer they wanted to see a little bit more but if he has a good olympics his stock jumps again maybe that's the right time for them to get rid of him but you know that that stuff it's it's hard to predict to predict that far out you know ahead of time um but one thing i i don't think they're going to trade him and dennis smith jr because then you're left with you know one point guard which you know they've they've had such point guard injury pr- problems uh, this season. I don't think they're going to want to put themselves in a position where they're, you know, they have Alfred Payton and really no one else. And if you're asking me between Frank and Dennis Smith Jr., I think Smith is the obvious, you know, candidate to get moved at, uh, yeah. at least before Frank, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think Frank is a piece that is going to get moved right now. I just, you know, and not not that we're really even saying that's really a possibility, but you know, in the likelihood I agree. Uh, with you, Danny, that it, Dennis Smith Jr. is definitely the odd man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe that's another reason why he got a few minutes, you, you said, to get you know his, his legs underneath them, but maybe to showcase them a little bit. But the problem is he sucks so bad. I, I, you, mentioned, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago. You know, it might actually hurt his trade value to play him at this point. <clears throat> He's not productive out there. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it is that you're trying to get him some minutes, show some teams that he can – he can contribute in some kind of way. That might be another reason why they're kind of trying to showcase him a little bit here. But man, he plays like that. I, I don't. I'm telling you, we're gonna have a Tropic Thunder thing where we'll have to trade him for a washing machine. <laughs> and he he seemed he, like today. I was at practice. He seemed like completely checked out. Um, you know, like I put up a video on Twitter, and you know, people were freaking out about it because just. Like I hate playing like the body language game and all that stuff, but like short answers, you know, just he just seemed like he was checked out. But then again, I think part of that could be he's just probably so tired of dealing with the New York media. He might, you know, that might not be him. Like, oh, because I don't think I'm not saying I'm not accusing him of like giving up on his team or anything like that. I think you know it just might be like he's ready for you know he's ready to move on. Right. Um, that's kind of the vibe I got from him today, just you know being around him. But well, you uh, tell him you that know, I said we're we'll ready see. to move on as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll make sure I let him know. This is a guy who wanted them. You tell him that he disappointed me. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next for him, he's gone. He's he, you know it, it's just. It's 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 insane. It's absolutely insane how bad he was and, and how bad he he's looked. Um, you know, if uh, you know, and Chip, you're saying right now that you see uh, captains for the All Star team. Uh, the starters. He started. Okay. them out. Yeah. Yeah, really quick. If you got those starters, Chip, go ahead and and say that. I'm sure. You know, some who haven't seen him here would like to hear about that. Yeah, well, uh, Danny's going to be really happy about the East starter, so I want to start off with those. Uh, Kemba Walker, uh, Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid, uh, Giannis is the captain again, I guess. I, I know it's coming. And you know what's coming is uh, Trey Young. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're very excited about that. Did you didn't even want him on the team, right? 
Um, I mean, I think I think now I'm at the point where he definitely deserves to be on the team. And like, I don't want to like, I don't want to take away from Trey Young because he's having a really really good season. But I just think like just seeing it in person, he dropped you know like 40 and 12 or something against the Knicks. But you know he played 42 minutes in a like a 30 point blowout loss. Huh. It's like that he's like on the worst team in the Eastern conference. Like he's just like, I, I'm, I'm maybe I'm getting too into the, like, Oh, you need team success to be like an all-star because he's just, you know, like he's just on such a terrible team. He's a bad defender. But then like with all this said, I try not to like get myself too worked up into like all-star and, you know, fan voting and stuff like that. More than anything, I'm happy that, you know, Trey Young, a young guy who got a lot of criticism when he first came in the league, is having some success. So good for him. I'm not going to – I'm I'm not – I think there's probably other people who are more deserving than him, like uh, maybe Kyle Lowry or, you know, somebody else. I can't think of anyone off the hey, top of my head. You're not going to find a bigger Kyle Lowry I know. than me. So That's how he I better throwing, get that – was, That was throwing yeah. that out for you, Chip. <laughs> Um, he better get yeah, in no. there on the reserves. Yeah, I think he. I think he will. I think he will. But uh, but yeah, now nah, uh, it is what it is. I think Trey Young and, probably deserved to be on the reserves, but I don't know about starters. And I assume that Markel Fultz will be on here somewhere when he well, <laughs> he's taking Jonathan Isaac's spot. Unfortunately, Isaac got hurt. That was a bummer. And then the West starters are obvious: Luca Harden. LeBron's captain and Kawhi and AD, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no complaints there for the Western Conference, but no, you know, and, and just the, the Trey Young thing again. We kind of—I I don't think we talked about this recording. One thing I know we're getting a little off topic here, but it was just worth noting. But you know, I, I think it's just more kind of what we talked about in the past. Like Trey is a is a good player and can do things well, but you gave up Luca. Well, that's really the thing. Like, Luca is, I mean, Chip, you, and I can't remember if we talked about it recording or not, but I mean, Chip, you brought up the point. Look how well Dennis, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hardaway Jr. is playing right now. Oh, with, because, yeah, yeah, with mm, Luca, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Luca's making guys around him better. Like, you know, that, that's really what it, that's how I feel when it comes to uh, the whole Trey Young Luca thing is. You know, I, I like Trey Young. I think he's a good, really good player. But again, I think there's like a tier. Like you got a clear cut superstar yeah. in Luca, mm-hmm. and then you got a star in Trey Young. You yeah. still it's take the James Harden. Harden. It's what James Harden does in Houston. Exactly. Like Ben McLemore's career all of a sudden matters because right. he's playing in Houston with James Harden. Right. And Zach Lowe writes an article about it. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's that's really kind of where I'm at with it, but. Uh, you know, as we jump back into uh, the the trade rumors here, this is the big one right here. I think a lot of names on this roster, but one of the biggest guys that uh, could potentially be on the go is Marcus Morris. Uh, the guy clearly has been really our most one of our most consistent players. Uh, you know, is a guy that a lot of championship contenders want their hands on. You know, we've been hearing for a while the Clippers are a team that really, really want them. You know, on the other side of it, you hear things that he wants to stay in New York. He wants to stay closer to home in the Philly area where he's from, uh, things like that. And the whole debate is, should we trade him? Should we not? You know, kind of looking at this from my perspective is, 
you know, as much as I like Morris, yeah, it, yeah at this point, you got to continue to try to build for the future. And, you know, I've seen people say, well, why are you going to trade away our most consistent player, our most dominant guy, or the guy that really kind of sells tickets, blah, 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 blah. Well, my attitude is this. Guys, we're going to finish in last with him. You know, as good as a player. And this does not mean that I want him gone because I don't like him. I, I love Morris. I love the effort. I love what he's brought to the team. He's played very well. And he's earned this kind of this recognition around the league that, hey, that we're a championship contender. We need a guy like him to set us apart from other teams. He's earned that. He's played that well uh, this season. And really, this you can argue this is one of his most productive years because he's obviously in a different situation than he has been in the past. You know, he's one of the best players on the team. You know, in other areas that he's played, he was a guy that was surrounded by some other talent, you know, like when he was with Boston. You know, he had other guys around. He wasn't a main guy, but, man, he certainly did contribute and had some big uh, big games for the Celtics over the years and things like that. I just look at it as, you know, we need as many draft picks as we can get. I know it's kind of a little scary because there's no – and the argument is you don't know if these draft picks are going to work out. The Knicks haven't had great luck with all these draft picks, blah, 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 blah. I get that. But at this point, you're keeping a guy on a team that you're going to end up losing anyway. We're just losing games. We're going to finish the last with them. You might as well try to go ahead and get you more assets, more draft you know, picks, things like that that can help you try to find more and more young players. And, yes, it is for the hope to try to strike a, and, and land a guy in the draft that can actually pan out. It's been real, really frustrating with the Knicks the last couple of years because they really have not seemed to get it right yet. You know, Still not giving up on some of these other younger guys that we have like Knox and you know, Barrett's just a rookie this year as well, and his times looked good. But that's kind of where I'm at, guys. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think if it's me and I'm the Knicks, I'm trying to trade Morris. I'm trying to bring in a, you know, if these teams are really desperate and really looking to add a, a guy that can set them apart from other of these championship contenders, you might be able to bring in another first-round pick. And if you can have that, the more first-round picks you can get, you know, a better chance that you have of somebody working out and that you can start building your team around some of these young players. That's the way I take it, Chip. I don't know if you agree with me. What are your thoughts on on Morris? What should the Knicks do with him? Yeah, nobody's more desperate than the Sixers right now. So I think they should look to take advantage of that. Right. Uh, I mean, I know the pick probably isn't going to be great, but look, I mean, the Sixers want him. Apparently, the Clippers want them, too. The Lakers, I guess, are interested. But I think it's really the Clippers and Sixers are most interested. But there's no scenario in which it makes sense that they should keep him throughout the season. Right. There really isn't. I get it. He loves New York and all that stuff. But this is also a guy who was going to San Antonio and backed out at the last second. Right. For, for all this talk about how he loves the Knicks, he's going to be a spur. So, whatever. But I like Morris, too. Like you said, Matt, I think he's he's fun to watch. He's a great Nick. But at the end of the day, if you can get a first-round pick for him, you, do you have to trade him. You have, right. to trade. you have to trade him for anything. It makes no sense to keep him. Like you said at the beginning, it makes no sense to keep him. You suck with him. You suck without him. And at the end of the year, when his contract's up, he's having the best year of his career statistically, shooting the lights out. 
So he's going to want a long-term, big-money deal, and you're a rebuilding team, so you're not going to sign him to that. So the option is trade him for a pick or let him walk for nothing. What would be the point in letting him walk for nothing? There's not. Yeah. And Danny, you know, same thing. Do you agree with us? Is that a guy that you should look to trade here? Uh, And, you know, what what is the value? What do you think we can get for Morris if it is that the Knicks should move on from him? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think I agree with you guys. I think that's kind of the only way you can look at this situation. And I think you know, first round, late first rounder is kind of the value that's been set. I, if they if they trade him, I would expect them to get something like that back. Uh, but I'll just make a a side point here. The only person who it makes sense to like to stay in New York, it makes a lot of sense for Marcus Morris because he can go to a contender which would be great. He can maybe win a championship, you know, be a good, like, six man, like, you know, do his thing, shoot threes, you know, defend, rebound. He can do all that stuff on a contender, but his numbers are going to go down. He stays with the Knicks through the season. He averages 20 points, shoots 45% from three, averages, you know, six rebounds a game. He's going to – I mean, I think he'll get paid a decent contract no matter what after the season, but, you know, a few more months with the Knicks where he's the number one option pretty much – that, you know, that's going to help him, you know, drive up his value in free agency, which, hey, that I, for him, you know, in terms of a business decision, I think he's got, I mean, obviously the Knicks are going to do whatever they can do. He can't do anything about it. But I think he's just in a good spot because it's either you're going to a team that can win a, a title or you're going to play for the Knicks, be the number one guy and, you know, really bank and cash in on that in the offseason, which, hey, I, I was I was not like completely sold on signing Marcus Morris in the offseason. I kind of at that point was like, this is just too much. Like the power forward stuff got to be too much. But he's one guy that has like exceeded all of my expectations. And I really can't say a bad word about him because he, you know, says all the right things, does all the right things. You know, he was the guy that that set up that, uh, you know, the the infamous players only meeting right before Fizz was fired. I mean, I think you, there's, it's hard to find a, a negative about Morris right now. But if the Knicks hold on to him, don't get any value back for him, and then he walks in the offseason, then, you know, you're sitting there with, with egg on your face. You know, it, it's – to me, the way I'm looking at it right now is, again, if you're the general manager and all this, and Chip, I, I, I've seen you tweet about this before, and I think it's – you're 100% right. Like, you kind of feel like Mills and all them are, are, are trying to keep their job. So for their best interest is you keep a guy like Morris and see if you can make a little push for it. But, I mean, if that's the state we're in, we're just screwed. We're absolutely screwed. Like, if, if, if we're not, you know, doing this, and obviously we don't have a smart enough owner, but somebody's got to step in at some point and saying, you know, we got to do things for our future here. Morris doesn't really fit right. He's a good player that can help a contention team right now. We are going to lose with him. Might as well lose without him and have more assets. I, I just don't. And, and for the fans that don't want to let go because they like the production and they keep saying, why do we keep getting rid of big time players? Danny, you just talked about it. He stays in Nick for a few more months. His numbers are going to look huge. He's going to have a, he's going to have so many suitors trying to give him a big deal. We're not keeping them. We're not. It, it, it just does not make sense to lose out on somebody for nothing. When you have 
a, a guy that's that's value is so high right now with contenders that are looking to get him. They're going to want him. You say, look, he's yours. You're going to be the first-round pick. Somebody's going to do it. One of these teams are going to do it. And if he <laughs> is still on this roster in a couple of weeks when this deadline goes, this is just another idiotic failure of the New York Knicks. It, it, it's that simple. If you trade him and you get – look, if you get a draft pick and let's say – and you might say that draft pick might not work out. Okay, it might not. But I'd rather take the chance on that. I'd rather take the chance on that than mm-hmm. hold on to a guy that is a great player, but we're still losing. And then we lose him, we don't get nothing for him. And we're right back in this crappy scenario. Like, people got to think this through. Like, yes, he's a good player, and yes, we're going to suck even more than what we do right now. But it's not like we're winning. It's not like we're doing anything that special. You got to make a move like this. This is to me, you got to pull the trigger on a trade for Morris. And as much as I love him, and as much as I enjoy watching him play, because it's the one guy I can count on to, you know, bring it every single night. You know, I know a couple weeks ago they had their 13th player meeting when they were saying we got to pick it up, blah blah blah. Um, You know, it's at this point that we're not going to pick it up. We're going to continue to lose. Okay, so the next thing to do is start clearing some players. You know, it, it, not these young guys, not giving up on them. Because as, as disappointed I'm with Frank, once again, I tweeted yesterday, I'm about back to the point that I can't stand him on the floor because he can't shoot. And it's irritating the crap out of me. I'm not even really willing to give up on him right now. That's me. You know, the, I'm ready to get rid of on Dennis Smith Jr. I'm still patient with Frank. You know, I, I and, and Kevin Knox has kind of had some ups and downs. Like, th- those are not the guys that I'm talking about. Some guys that you can actually get some value for, like Morris, Pull the freaking trigger on it and get it. That's all I'm going to say. Danny, I need you to do me another favor, too, okay? Um, when you Next practice you go to, next shoot-around, next game or something, can you tell Julius Randle for me, we get it. You're going to dribble into the lane. You're going to spin. <laughs> we know that. And the other team's going to know that. Stop doing that because you're going to turn it over. Like, hey, does, does he have another move? Can he go to something else? Does he need help? Do I got to show him he- something? I he, like he does love that spin move. I love Randall. I do. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to to say anything like a bad against him. Like I, I like Julius Randall here, but I get it. Like I know what he's going to do before he even does it. And that if I know that, those NBA players are going to know that, and that's why he keeps losing the ball. Deliver that message for him. Can you All do right. This? All right. Just... Will do. Yeah. And I. Uh, I. I mean, I was only at practice. Like you're only in there for like two seconds when they're oh, still no, playing. But he, I did. I, di- I didn't see him working on the spin move. He was working on some other stuff when I was in practice. Maybe, maybe he'll break that out. Maybe yeah, Tell Coach Miller for me as well. Tell him <laughs> to do something else than the stupid spin move. Like, I get it. it it's it, bread it and butter. Play, but, I mean, do something else. My God, turn the ball over another way. LeBron knew. He, LeBron knew that he was coming from the right into him. Like, what are you doing? Everybody knew it. I just I don't get it. The guy's got to do something else. And I, again, I, I really do love Julius Randle, but it's to the point where you can predict what's going to happen. Okay, here he comes. Dribble, spin, move, turnover, we lose. Like it's got to end. He's got to come up with something else. All right. It's just. It, or I might have to fly up there and go with you. <laughs> I, 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 I might have to do it because I'm I'm just going going crazy watching this. And I make the joke all the time because I guess it's a lefty thing. Because I'll be honest, as a player, when I when I was a player. That was my move too, the spin move. That's what I love to do all the time. And it would work a lot, you know. But eventually they're gonna pick up on it. And it's I, I used to do it too. I used to spin right into the defenders and have the ball 
taken away from me and then I had an earful from the coach or something like that. And it just it makes me laugh a little bit at the same time because it's literally the same move every single time. Spins, turns it over. He's got to change it up. That's that was that was my last thoughts I had to get in on this podcast. Yeah, I, 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 he's got to come up with something, just something else. Spin the other way. Go the other way. Do that. You know, just if you're gonna spin, do something different with it. I just, I can't, I can't do it no more, guys. He, he loves he loves that spin. That's his <laughs> that's his thing. Oh, but if everybody else gets away from a travel, try that. You know, if James Harden can take 15 steps, try that. Do something else. He's See, a crab dribble. to make a move like that and not get called for it. But it's it's just it's it's so predictable. But I do love Julius Randle. I just want to put that on note. I, I I do, you know, enjoy watching him play as well. Except for the final two minutes of a basketball game. Then then <laughs> then I'm scratching my head like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? But um, you know, you guys have anything else to add with uh, some of these trade rumors here? Well, you think yeah, I think. Come- I, th- I think we got to a lot of stuff, and I'm sure by this time next week when we're recording again, right. there's going to be a little, you know, there's good, there's going to be something, a new development for, for us. Yeah, yeah for us to talk about. There's going to be a lot coming they, up. Yeah, things are going to start moving pretty quickly. Yeah, um, I have something else, to, but I can talk about it next week because it's bigger. So I don't okay. want to just throw it in at the end. Well, tease us a little bit about it. What What is it on? Uh, it's about Randall, actually, okay. and whether or not, we should uh, sell high on Randall. Ooh, okay, that's interesting. I'm right. good. Nice. Good geez. Well, you know I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait next week for that, but yeah, that's something that we'll definitely have to get into next week. So uh, that's all the time we have. Um, I'm looking forward to that next week. Chip's got my interest. I'm ready for it. That's, <laughs> hey, that's how we're starting the show. You better. You're jumping right into it. You got, <laughs> you got the floor. So I'm looking forward to that. And then of course we should have new updates. Things are going to continue to kind of transpire from here. So all that will be on the show uh, next week. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.